Sometimes a reading response topic can be difficult for students. Oftentimes, their goal is to recall the reading skill or reading strategy and then generate a quality response from whatever they read. This seems simple to us, but can be very overwhelming for them. So how do we make students strong in their written responses in regard to reading? Today, I want to talk about the power of using simple supports to scaffold students into writing about their reading, and I want to also dive into the benefits each support can provide. If you are ready to take a deep dive into different techniques to use to get those quality written responses, I will meet you inside. Welcome to the Literacy Dive Podcast, a podcast for educators who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing instruction. I'm your host, Megan, a true lover of all things literacy. Join me each week as we dive into teaching tips, engaging ideas, and actionable step-by-step strategies and examples to help you close the gap and lead confidently with best practices. I'm all about keeping things simple and digestible so that you can implement what you learn here as soon as tomorrow. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. If you are a returner and welcome, welcome if you are new. I am so glad you are listening today, especially as I get ready to share about a passion area, writing about reading. What I plan to share with you today is actually not anything new or out of the norm, but I do think that we will take for granted the power of a simple support and the benefits that those simple supports can provide to our students. I think back to my beginning years of teaching when I would state what I need my students to do by way of what the district pacing guide or lesson plan would tell me that I had to do, and then I would just send them off. Sometimes with little structure, with a lack of support, not really even ensuring that they were ready or even understood what I was asking them to do. Naturally, I would sift through their responses at the end of the day and shake my head in disbelief, like how could they not deliver what I asked of them? Quickly, I realized that they needed more time and they needed more support. Now, although we want our students to develop independence, this can still be acquired even when giving them scaffolded support. This was one of my biggest takeaways from this whole experience of kind of pushing students into an expectation and then getting back something that was less than what I desired. One of my favorite implementations for making students successful with reading responses is using graphic organizers. There are so many benefits to using these. Graphic organizers are wonderful visual representations of information. They also assist with organized note-taking. Graphic organizers encourage active engagement, and they really can support different learning styles. There are also different types of graphic organizers that will lend themselves better to achieving the type of written response you are looking for. So my first action step for you is to choose the right graphic organizer. Depending on the reading material and the specific learning objectives or standards you are trying to focus on, you will want to select an appropriate graphic organizer. Common types can include a story map, 
And you would want to use a story map if you are summarizing the plot or if you are looking closely at the plot, characters, setting, main events of a story. That is going to be the best type of graphic organizer that you would want your students to use in order to find success. You could also use a Venn diagram. And this is going to be really, really great if you're wanting students to compare and contrast between two characters or two settings or two themes or two different renditions of a book. A cause and effect chart. Well, as you can guess it, this is going to be great for analyzing cause and effect relationships in the text. And those little visuals, which might be an arrow that's showing that something is happening or something is resulting because of something else, are going to be visual for your students to make those connections. Also, that type of graphic organizer could include some of those cause and effect buzzwords. And some of those buzzwords could be the word because, so, therefore, since, or it even could say something like in result or as a result of. You could also pull out a handy-dandy KWL chart, and this is going to be perfect if you are wanting students to activate prior knowledge because essentially with this chart, students are going to be able to document what they know, what they want to know, and then what they learned, especially if any of those questions or wonderings got answered while they're reading. So that is going to be a really great way to document what they knew before and what they're actually learning. Then you might want to use a flowchart, and these are great to outline the sequence of events or steps in a process. You might want to pull out a T-chart, and this is really great to list the pros and cons, the advantages or the disadvantages, or even facts and opinions. So just a way of students to be able to organize where they can put their thoughts, especially if they are working between two different opposites. And you could also pull out a mind map. Mind maps are really great to brainstorm ideas, to think about all of the connections that can be made because there's a lot of connections. Sometimes we have students make one, but I don't like to limit them. What if they can make a couple of self-to-text connections, but they also can make a text-to-text or a text-to-the-world connection? A mind map is going to be great for that because it allows for that open thinking And it also is a great place for students just to make any types of, you know, relationships with the text and anything else that they want to think of. So that was just a handful of different types of graphic organizers that you could be able to use in order to enhance students' written responses. These tools are going to help students organize their thoughts. It's going to help improve their reading response writing. And you can easily Google or Pinterest to find examples of how to structure these different types of graphic organizers, and you can even find examples. But these are going to be beneficial in helping students structure their ideas and craft a response. I am going to link to a set of graphic organizers from TPT that will work well at your small group table or for independent reading response tasks. They provide students with scaffolded support to help them respond to their text appropriately, so you can check the show notes for that link. Your second action step after selecting the best type of organizer is to introduce and explain it. You will start by introducing the graphic organizer to your students and explaining its purpose. 
clearly state what the expectation is and what they need to do with each section of the organizer. I find it best to introduce this in connection with your read aloud because you have your students right there in front of you watching and learning. And during your read aloud, most likely you have all of your students present. And so this is a great way to be able to introduce that structure of that graphic organizer by explaining its purpose. I am briefly interrupting this episode to paint a picture for you. Imagine this, your students engaged, focused, smiling, laughing, eager to share, not even looking at the clock, and all of this because they are truly enjoying the craft of writing. This is a result when you begin disguising writing in a way where students have maximum buy-in, but don't even realize they're actually doing it. These daily writing disguise routines can be done in just 10 minutes or less each day and will increase stamina, build confidence, provide opportunities for writing skill practice, and will leave your students craving more. So who's ready to eliminate the moans, those groans, and maybe even tears? If that's you, go ahead and head to theliteracydive.com slash disguise to learn more about these daily writing disguise collections. Your third action step is to model the process. And in this step, you're going to focus on demonstrating how to use the graphic organizer with a sample text or with a passage. You are going to want to think aloud because while you're thinking aloud, your students are going to be able to see or rather hear your thought process as it's happening. And that's going to show them that they can do that too. So you definitely do not want to miss the model process because that's what I missed my very first years of teaching. And when I got those responses back and they were completely not the way I wanted them, that is completely on me. That is because I did not take the time to show exactly what I wanted in return and even the best practice for them in terms of allowing them to be successful with something like a reading response. So you definitely do not want to skip that step of modeling. So after you model, you're going to move into action step four, and this is going to be guided practice. After modeling, you want to have your students work on reading responses together As a class, or you can put them in small groups using whatever graphic organizer you modeled with. This provides an opportunity for guided practice and for peer collaboration. Then comes action step five, which is the independent practice. After guided practice, you will ask your students to use that graphic organizer individually while reading a piece of their own text. Typically, independent reading would be a book of your student's choice, but for this, you will want to use the same piece of text, and you want to encourage your students to take notes, jot down key ideas, and identify the important details connected to the reading skill. Again, even though this is independent practice, we still want to set them up for success. And so using the same piece of text is going to be beneficial because as you are talking about What you see and what you notice and students are sharing out, other students can make the connection to see what else they could have added to their responses. That leads us into action step six, and that is to discuss and to share. Discussion and sharing is vital. 
You might have predicted that this was going to follow, but after completing the graphic organizer, you're going to want to carve out time for students to share their findings and thoughts with a partner or with the class. This promotes discussion and allows students to clarify their ideas, but it also helps with accountability and clearing up any types of misconceptions that might have taken place while they were doing that independently. I hope you can already see that this form of quality writing is a process. You can't just skip to action step seven like I used to do if your students are not cohesive and skilled writers. So action step seven is to transition them to writing. Once students have organized their thoughts using the graphic organizer, they can begin the writing process. Encourage them to use that organizer they worked so hard on as a scaffold for their reading response essay or paragraph. Now, action step eight is going to be optional, but during your small group, I would find one day of the week where you can do this next step. Action step eight is to revise and edit. This is a key part of the writing process that gets skipped a lot of the time. Let me explain why this step makes sense and why it should be prioritized or at least incorporated one time a week. So your students, they have just brainstormed by way of organizing their ideas onto the organizer, and then they just wrote a draft when they transitioned to writing. So before they can really, really, really say they're done, just like during your formal writing instruction block, the expectation is to revise and edit before they say, I'm done. Because after all, when they say, I am done, that signals us that they are ready to publish their writing as final. After writing their initial response, your students can revisit the graphic organizer to check if they've included all the relevant points. This requires more think time, and revising and editing on their graphic organizer will help them to revise and edit their work more effectively. Think about it. If they are rereading their paragraph, it will be harder to catch places to revise and where they could add more details, but if they're looking at their bite-sized notes, it's going to be much easier to digest and improve. Again, they do not have to revise and edit every single reading response they do every single day, but I would create a schedule where every Wednesday they work on writing Wednesday, or every Friday they finish it up Friday whatever you want to call it, at that time, their responsibility is to pull out a previous written response and formally work on revising and editing that piece of writing. Providing feedback is going to be a key component to helping your students grow into skilled writers. So this is action step nine. You will want to provide feedback on both the graphic organizer and the final reading response. This is more manageable to implement and execute by way of your small groups. I'm going to tell you now, small groups are the way to go because you only have a few students there and you can definitely go through and assess how well your students did. But when you're assessing, you don't want to just assess the quality of their writing, but also how well they utilized the graphic organizer to structure their thoughts. This is also important so that you can find areas in which you need to reteach whole group, small group, or even one-on-one. Based on your reflection, you will be able to differentiate your instruction. This might include modifying the complexity of the graphic organizer you have made, 
That could really include on just the way that you are making it more accessible based on where a student is in terms of where they fall into being on grade level or maybe some of their abilities. For younger students, you use simpler organizers with fewer sections while older students can handle more complex ones. You may need visual support to be helpful reminders, or you might need to include sentence starters to help students get a jump start. Those are all different types of modifications that you might find that your students need. So while a graphic organizer provides structure, you are still going to want to encourage students to be creative and to express their unique insights and their interpretations into their writing. Because when they can bring out their creativity, it's going to help to show their voice and it's going to show their personality through writing that can also add lots of spice and pizzazz to that writing and it's going to make it way more intriguing to read by their audience. And in this case, it's you or their classmates. Lastly, you want to be consistent. This can be as simple as you saying that you're going to incorporate graphic organizers into various reading response assignments throughout the school year. This is going to allow students to become more proficient in using them as tools for comprehension and for writing. Really quick, I want to share something with you. Listen to this teacher feedback when using the graphic organizers that I mentioned earlier to enhance their students' written reading responses. Kyanel R. said, I paired the students when I used this resource because I wanted them to bounce ideas and thoughts off each other when filling out these graphic organizers. It really helped my students enhance their comprehension of the text and the standards. Rachel said, This is such a value-packed resource. I really wanted some organizers to help my children with reading and writing this year. These are so helpful and will greatly assist with our novel and book studies. Alyssa M. said, I use these templates for my reading small groups, and my students loved that they can put them in the book as they were reading and that it looked like less work to them because their notes were on a sticky note. I loved that it kept them focused on the skill. So specifically for your small groups, if you are wanting to dive into possibly trying some graphic organizers like the ones I mentioned earlier, Make sure to go to my show notes and grab that link to check them out. Through the action steps I shared today, choosing the right graphic organizer, introducing and explaining it, modeling it, giving guided practice, then allowing for independent practice, taking the time to discuss and share all prior to transitioning into that actual writing, to considering... Formally revising and editing those different reading responses from time to time, all the way to providing feedback. I hope you can better see how incorporating graphic organizers into reading response activities can support students in organizing their ideas, improving their comprehension, and most importantly, enhancing their writing skills. These visual tools really do provide a clear framework for analyzing text and generating thoughtful responses. So this is how you can think about effectively using graphic organizers with your students. To conclude the episodes for this month, I want to leave you with today's National Days and some prompts that you can use to make daily writing a priority. Now, this product line of writing prompts has excited so many young writers 
And even if you are listening on a day other than this air date, you can still use these examples for spontaneous writing. What's really exciting is the national day. You can also grab a free sample for the entire year at theliteracydive.com slash free prompts. So today is October 16th, and we are celebrating World Spine Day, Steve Jobs Day, and National Dictionary Day. And here are your prompts. For World Spine Day, write about your favorite animal that has a spine. Explain what makes that animal better than the rest. For Steve Jobs Day, think about something you have made or want to make. Write about a time you invented something. Explain. And for National Dictionary Day, what new words or phrases have you learned lately? Write down the words and explain what each one means. I hope you enjoy those prompts for the day. And again, you can get a sample set of these at theliteracydive.com slash free prompts. I cannot wait to be back with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to click that follow button so you never miss a new episode. And if you are enjoying what you hear, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Until the next episode, we can hang out over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive, and you can search The Daily Writing Disguise in your web browser to dive into a stockpile of creative writing activity collections created by me with student engagement in mind. For literacy resources and support, you can search The Literacy Dive on TPT. I'll catch you in the next episode.